And I was on the phone with my mom being like, I just want a freaking margarita because I'm on my way to Mexico. And what, what time did you say it was? It was probably like six in the morning. Damn it. Why can't you get a breakfast margarita? What kind of hell do we live in? Exactly. Welcome back to Comes With Baggage. Happy Tuesday. This is Caitlin. And this is Chris uh, <laughs> reporting live from Vietnam. I know. It's so exciting. I just realized I missed an opportunity to like launch into a big, good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. And now it's gone. I'll never get that moment back. Well, you, we still got it. We still got it in there. I, I just did it. We can just, you know, yeah, use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I've never it's seen that movie. It's quite late in the evening here, so it's actually 11 p.m. here, so not good morning. Good evening, Vietnam. <laughs> and you've never seen that movie? No, I've never seen that movie. Surprisingly good, actually. I watched it for the first time last year. I thought, you know, it's about time. I was in Vietnam at the time, so I, I checked it out. It's pretty funny. That's Robin Williams, Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of him just completely not being the character he was supposed to be. Like, it's based on a true story, but he just improvs his way through it yeah it's quite fun i love as it as a result cool well how is it being back in vietnam it's been good it's uh i spent today about eight or nine hours out in a hundred degree heat uh house hunting so i went and saw seven houses and we've narrowed it down to two so at the moment uh my better half is agonizing over which of the two places we're going to choose um but yeah it's exciting to be back and you know actually be in one place for a considerable amount of time it's gonna be good yeah i went and voted I have my opinions on which ones you guys should take. Oh, and did you vote for the smaller house or the big house with the pool? Well, for anyone listening, so there's two that they're debating against. <laughs> and there's a sm- smaller house, less expensive, uh, but more of a shared living situation. Is that yeah. right? Or it's like it's a private house, but... It's like, yeah, service departments. So our, our place itself is, is its own thing. But there's a shared pool downstairs and there's maid service and stuff. Uh, it's a little out of the way, but it's half the price of the second one, which has a private pool and it's huge and in a great location. So it's kind of, we're debating whether we want to have a But also a more expensive. Place. Yeah. So it's like, do we want a small place that we can be social or do we want a big place where we will never leave the house? So, yeah, I voted for the small place. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think that's what we're going to end up deciding. I, I, I kind of like it. It has personality and... I feel like, you know, paying double the price for a, a pool that I'll probably only use once or twice a week is maybe not the best investment. Yeah. And I mean, you still get a pool with the second place. And also, I think I also just really like the idea of kind of having to go to a co-working space to get work done. Because yeah, I'm... I think it'll be good. Like five days a week, we'll go work in an office style co-working space. And then home is then not our workspace, which is a problem if you've ever done the digital nomad thing. Being uh, Having your workspace also be your home space can lead to some weird working hours and some laziness and <laughs> yeah it's not absolutely good. yeah I would I would be more productive if I had to go to a working like co-working space and you also get to meet people and be social and meet other people living there who are that's also what my, probable... that's what my therapist keeps telling me <laughs> <laughs> they're also probably digital nomads other digital nomads right they are they are we were members there last year if you're ever in Hoi An really good spot called the hub Hoi An um and like it's very friendly. They do communal lunches and they do social stuff. So I think we're going to go down that route because it's just, you know, it doesn't make sense to come all this way to just work from home. We could just 
do that in Australia or the US. Is the small place just one bedroom or do you have a guest bedroom for when I come visit? It's just one bedroom, but we do have a fantastic balcony that you can you can curl up on. I'll just bring a hammock or something. I mean, I've, there's a couch, I'm pretty sure, from memory. It's been a while. It's a blur today, and I've done the whole house hunting thing with an agonizing toothache. So it's not been the most fun first day here, but, you know, well, it should be worth it in the long run. What about you? What's going on on your end? Are you uh, Have you had any exciting stuff going on? You're still in California? Yep, I'm <laughs> still in California. I mean, that's not the worst place to be. No, and the weather has started to be beautiful. We're over all the rain, hopefully. Um, I mean, a little rain here and there throughout the spring will be great. We need the the water reserve because, um, as I don't know if people have heard, but we just finally are, like, out of the drought zone. Oh. Um, but we still need reserve water, so... We still kind of need the rain, but I'm also very much enjoying the sun. I'm such a sun person. And so, you know, more hiking and go to the beach and all of that jazz. Um, Have you done any good hikes lately? No. <laughs> I just do. I, that. <laughs> I just do. There's one like right behind my house. It's like 45 minutes round trip. And I kind of do that one. It's not, oh, nice. it's beautiful. It's, everything's green here. So it's beautiful. But it's, to me, it's like, it's the same one. So it's not exciting. I but, just did uh, uh, Joshua Tree a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm dying to go there. I have a friend actually moving here that I met her in a hostel in Brussels, but she is American. And we ended up just hitting it off in Brussels and spending like the three days running around sightseeing together. And she's actually moving here to my town nice. on May 1st. She just wanted a change and she's coming from the East Coast. And she's subleasing one of my friend's houses and is going to live here just for three months in the summer. So I'm super excited because she's never, I don't think she spent a lot of time out here. And so she wants to do all of the things. So I'll have a little travel adventure buddy and hopefully do some like staycationing within California and go see Joshua Tree and Big Sur and Yosemite and all of that stuff. So I'm excited oh, about California that. California is so beautiful. Like when you list it off like that, Big Sur, Joshua Tree, <laughs> and uh, Yosemite, it's just, it, there's so much to see there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but I've, I do have a trip I'm trying to plan. I'm just going to Ireland in July for a wedding. And Oh, nice. It is expensive to fly to Dublin. I'm used to buying flights to London because that's where my parents live. And Dublin mm-hmm. is like $300 more round trip. So I'm grappling with that at the moment. And I can only wow, really that's, that's go. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I can only really go for. You can a... almost walk. <laughs> it would take me a while, but. Yeah. I'm not opposed to walking. Um, but I only have a week off of work to go because I have a trip to Yosemite in August with my family. So I can't take, you know, tons of time off and be out there forever. So I have to fly in and out of Dublin because it's, you know, closer for the wedding and it's just, and then I'm also trying to fit in a few other things while I'm there last minute and it's just expensive. I'm just holding off right now. It's not exactly the prime time to buy flights for the end of July. So I'm just keeping a close eye on them and hoping. Destination weddings can be such a, uh, a pain in the butt, like a lot of fun. Have a pain in the ass, and I say that being a person organizing a destination wedding and forcing people to come to Australia. But <laughs> well, you're kind of you're butt. kind of planning two destination weddings because you guys are from different countries, and so planning yeah, so, one in Australia yeah. and one here 
if people from yeah, here want to go, <laughs> yeah. But if people from here want to go to the Australia one, it's a destination wedding for them. And then if people from there want to come to the, you know, Washington one, even exactly. for technically, uh, it's kind of a small destination wedding for me. I'm coming from California to Washington. It's a whole. You don't even have to change time zones. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it's two states away. <laughs> I have to travel. That's true. Yeah, there's some traveling involved. I think anything. There's actual like official definitions of what qualifies as a destination wedding uh, that I'm sure my better half would know. But uh, I think if it's any more than a, a few hours out of the way, it's technically a destination wedding. Yeah, I won't. I'm just giving you a hard time. I don't consider it. For me, it won't be a destination wedding. But uh, <laughs> I'm still excited nonetheless. But yeah, that's and I pretty. You did a, uh, a photo shoot recently, right? Yeah, I have a friend. She's like a budding photographer. And um, she wanted to build a portfolio. And she asked if I would do some shots for her. And I'm not don't consider myself a model in any way but I was like you know we're we've started this podcast like who would turn down some free content so we came up with this really fun idea to go to the local airport which to be fair was somewhat difficult at times because it's not a big airport at all it's got like two gates (laughs) um (laughs) it's only got like three flights leaving and coming in a day so it's like not there's no like concession area and stuff like that yeah but um we went and took a bunch of photos and it was a lot of fun of like hanging out in an airport and all the things you do and you know hanging out at baggage claim and all that stuff it was a great time but um it was also really painful (laughs) to be hanging out at this airport like emotionally. (laughs) Oh I see yeah because you're not going somewhere. No and it was just like torch and I had like all of this I brought like three suitcases with me or like backpacks to look like I was going somewhere for the photos. So you're there with all this luggage and, you know, I had my passport with me because we were taking photos with it and I'm watching all of these people go, you know, through security and I'm like, why am I not? Like I'm sitting here in an airport and I was so tempted to just buy a flight somewhere. And yeah, it's, it's not fun to go to an airport if you're not actually flying anywhere. Well, I had a not fun uh, airport experience just a couple of days ago flying from Beijing to uh, Da Nang uh, near Hoi An here because uh, flying out of the U.S. you usually get two checked bags and two carry-ons, so we had done that. But then flying from Beijing to Vietnam, you have to cut back to one checked bag, which means I had, we had 20 extra kilograms each of, of stuff we needed to find space for. Um, and you couldn't buy extra luggage for whatever reason. So at the gate, it was going to be $20 Australian per kilogram extra. God. So uh, that was a like, so drenched much. in sweat. <laughs> so nervous at the, at the check-in. Were you, so were these flights bought separately? Like... They were because we wanted to have like a fun little layover in Beijing. So okay. if it had been on one ticket, it would have been fine. But because yeah. we took the extra five days to explore Beijing and eat all the things and do a bit of tourism, it meant we had to condense things. Thankfully, they didn't even look at our... Like, I had a, a, a carry-on bag that weighed 17 kilograms. That's like, what's that, Four, nearly 40 pounds? Yeah. And I'm just holding it like it's nothing. But I'm like, if they looked at it, it's full of, it was full of D&D books and video games and <laughs> board games. It was like the nerdiest bag ever. And when, when the, the security guy checked through it, he's just like, why are you carrying all of this? It was like dice and <laughs> Nintendo Switch games and... <laughs> A, a World of Warcraft cookbook, like it was the saddest 
carry-on bag you could ever imagine. <laughs> it's packing like, the essentials. Like, <laughs> if they didn't see my fiance next to me, they would have been like, this guy, this guy does not fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I sort of pointed her out, like, no, 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 trust me, I'm, I'm not as lonely and sad as I look. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so yeah, funny. But, but yeah, so made it through, but it was very stressful. I was, like, drenched in sweat at check-in, like, being like, please don't ask, please don't ask. Oh, that's so funny. I recently saw, like, a meme where, have you seen the one where the guy is uh, standing at check-in and they're weighing his bag and he's got his foot slightly underneath it to raise it up oh, so no. it doesn't weigh as much? And it's like, it's, talk, it's something, I can't remember what the meme says off the top of my head, but it's something like, you know, travel hacker, this man's a genius or something like that. And I was like, oh, I should have. I'm going to remember that, that for the future. Um, yeah. Oh, hate, I hate dealing with, that's the only thing I hate about the airport, actually, really, for me, is just the check-in. Like, are they going to quibble over that one extra pound? Are they going to want to weigh my carry-on? Are they going to tell me I have too many carry-on because I have a a laptop bag and a suitcase and a camera bag, you know? Yeah. Well, today we are going to discuss all of this stuff. Everything to do with airports. And I love airports. I'm such a fan of them. Well, most of them. Except <laughs> um, for the one that you had to not, not fly out of the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that airport too. It's tiny. It's super quick to get through. But when you're not flying anywhere, it's kind of torture to hang out at them. Because I love them so much. Yeah, um, I can understand that. I'm a big fan of the airport, actually. But before we dive into all of this, um, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening. We've gotten so much great compliments and feedback and reviews, and it just warms my heart <laughs> that people are enjoying this. Um, I know I've, I've had friends coming out of the woodwork uh, uh, to sort of give feedback and tell me they really enjoyed listening. So if you're listening again this week, Millsy, Randy, thank you for taking the time to let me know you're tuning in uh, and for taking the time to review. I know a bunch of our friends have uh, taken the time, so hopefully more do. Yeah, that, if guys. anyone's Mom, listening <laughs> if anyone's listening and hasn't, uh, please go right now, super easy, on your phone, just subscribe, rate, review. It takes 30 seconds. Um, it's means a lot to us and it helps us get the word out more about this and um, we want to you know we want to keep doing this and we have fun with it and we hope you do too so yeah and um you know tell a friend share it on your facebook or your instagram story or whatever um the more people that are aware of it the more that'll listen and the more we can keep doing this so like my my plan is tap a stranger on the shoulder while you're listening and just pass your earbud over and let them experience this and then just walk away with a mysterious smile. And leave your headphones (laughs) (laughs) and your phone. But, you know, just an enigmatic smile. Oh, (laughs) you know what? You know what you should do, people? You should all just start airdropping it (laughs) to anyone. Just anyone who's foolish enough to have their phone open to airdrop. Just bam, bam, bam. Well, I airdrop so much for work that mine's always on. And I'll get, like, I've been at concerts where I've had random people, or airports, actually, where I've had random people airdrop me weird photos. Like, not inappropriate, but, like, just, I can't remember. I was in San Francisco at a concert, and someone airdropped a photo of a squirrel. (laughs) Like, it was so random. Probably an Australian, then, because we go nuts for squirrels. You guys do. If you even they're, say it funny. They're, they're gorgeous. Squirrels. 
<laughs> yeah, I love them. I love them. I know, but you say photos of a squirrel any day. Of the you say it so funny. You say it cuter squirrel. than us, actually. Sorry. Squirrel. Squirrel. It's a squirrel. I love squirrels. <laughs> I like it better the way you say it. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Um, yeah. So airdrop it, people. Just start sending it to random people and yeah. you know, spread the word. Um, and if you're not already, follow us, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at Comes With Baggage Pod and Twitter. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, CWB podcast. That's right. And you got me on the spot and I panicked. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, if you have, we also really would love people. If you have any questions that you want advice, if you're going somewhere or dealing with anything pertaining to travel and you want to hear our input or feedback, um, please send us a message on Facebook or DM us or email us. Uh, comes with baggage podcast yeah, yeah. at gmail.com and we want to start collecting these questions from people and being able to read them on the air and give you know it, our advice on what we would do or how we would handle situations and especially when we have guests on it's fun to read these questions and hear what feedback they would give so if you have anything don't hesitate we won't read your name on air or anything like that so you don't have to worry about it um, but yeah send us send us questions We'd love to yeah, see what us, you guys want to know. To help you. Exactly. Cool. So today we're talking airports. Yeah. Everything from, you know, going to the airport, getting to the airport, checking in, security, baggage, what you do when you hang all out. All the fun stuff. All of it. And I had made, if anyone f- does follow us on Instagram, I made a really fun like this or that survey sort of thing. And I saw that. That looks like a lot of fun. I, um, I'm excited to see what people came up with. Yeah, so we got so much feedback, or not feedback, but a lot of people, you know, shared their answers, um, which is super fun to see. And also, like, some uh, some people I didn't even know, which was great, which means other people were taking the time to do it. And then some people that I did know, I was actually kind of surprised to hear their answers. But, um, oh. yeah, there's a lot of people, almost everyone, I would say about... Seven, 75 or 80 percent of people the first option was you know arrive three hours early to the airport or arrive just before boarding or like just before you know last check-in or call you know that sort of thing um and i'd say it's like 75 percent of people are arrive three hours early sort of people oh good that's that's where i'm at i'm firmly in that camp i, I don't like being rushed and sweaty i don't want to be that guy on the plane who they're like he smells has he been running <laughs> like I want to I be fresh on that plane. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I am totally on that camp as well. There were a few people that chose, you know, arrive just before boarding. And I'm like, that is just so risky. I just, I've been in that situation before where I've been running late and you're uh, just uh. constantly stressed out. I mean, maybe these people aren't. I'm speaking only from my experience of getting there with, you know, only like an hour and a half or something. Or at times only 45 minutes. but uh, you're, you're making me sick just thinking about it. I, yeah. I need to be there early. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it also comes with like, I love airports as well. I love watching the people. I love talking to all the people like at the airport bar, figuring out where they're going, why they're there, what they're doing. Seeing people in a, it's like a great people watching place. So I, the more time I have there, the better. Um, That's interesting because I, I, I love being there early, but I don't like interacting with the people like i get there i get checked in i find my gate or a restaurant or a cafe i get out a book and i just 
I just relax. I get myself centered before I have to deal with screaming babies and that guy who won't put his seat forward for the meal service and all of that. It's just, it's my happy place. It's my quiet, like place for reflection. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so we're both arrived three hours early sort of people. Boom. Um, which apparently a lot of other people are too. Not everyone, but a lot of other people. And then the next thing I did was, do you check a bag or carry on? And it was pretty 50-50 on this with people's results. I mean, that's that's really situational, I guess, too. Like weekend trip versus two-week trip or tropical versus cold weather. There's a whole lot of different variations you can play into that, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but say, let's, let's, let's put out a situation. Say you were going somewhere in the fall. <laughs> like The fall? I don't know. Or autumn. Autumn. Autumn, as we call it in the civilized world. Autumn. Oh, we say fall here. Um, oh, I said civilized world. Sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we... so in the fall, or we're going somewhere. Um, and you're going for like, five days. So you can run that border of like, you might need some stuff that's warm, some stuff that's cold and you're not going for super long, but like, what would you do? Carry on, I check like bag. The colder the weather, the less, the less clothing you need. Obviously you need layers, but it's not going to get filthy. Like, you know, in Hoi An here, I'm going through like two t-shirts a day. Like it's, it's a hundred degrees. It's humid. So I can't wear that t-shirt again tomorrow. It's still gross. But, you know, in the fall weather, like just recently I was up at Flagstaff and I wore the same pair of jeans for four days and it wasn't gross. Well, maybe it was. But it didn't feel gross. <laughs> I think that's and, more you know, of an opinion <laughs> matter. Yeah. I mean, like, but when I shook them, you know, you didn't have to, they didn't, they weren't crusty or gross. They were just <laughs> worn. Um, I hope no one's eating while they're thinking about crusty jeans. Um, but yeah, I think in the cooler the weather, the sort of the more wear you can get out of your clothes, so you can do carry on. But if you're going somewhere tropical, the clothes are lighter. But everything's just like perennially moist. See, I disagree uh, with you. I'm the oh. total opposite. I, but also, I mean, and I guess I think it does depend on where you're going. But I, in the, I'm like in layers. So because we might go inside and have lunch somewhere, and then it's warm, and then you, you know, take off your jacket, take off your sweater, take off your scarf. And yeah, I don't own a scarf. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Australian, no Australians own a scarf. <laughs> winter, winter. What's that? Um, <laughs> But I, what if you spill on yourself? I'm just a messy eater, I guess. I spill on myself all the time. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I pack more if it's the cooler, the wetter weather. And I pack less, the warmer, the weather. When I went to Mexico for my birthday and we were gone for like, I don't know, a week, maybe 10 days. I can't remember, but I just packed like two bathing suits, three dresses, maybe a pair of shorts and I just wore the same stuff over and over again. And I considered jumping in the ocean, my shower for the day. So, ah, so I think it's, it's sort of a, a weird thing. Cause like, obviously um, people care, I think a bit more about like, no one really cares what a guy's wearing, but at the same time, we're much dirtier individuals. So like, it's hard to say whether I would pack more or less. Does that make sense? Like no one really cares if I wear the same t-shirt twice in a row, but that same t-shirt's probably going to be drenched in sweat if I'm somewhere hot. So yeah, I don't know. And but maybe if, if if check bags are free, I always have a check bag. I don't even care. Like I don't I don't mind having a wheel bag behind me. I'll have a check bag. Like I'm taking that. It's free. 
Yeah, for me, it's more, I just don't want to, like, when I land somewhere, I want to just be, hit the ground running, be ready to go. I don't want to have to wait at baggage claim. But so, when I go yeah. to London and stuff like that, I always end up checking a bag because you never know what the weather is going to be like there, whether it's summer or winter. <laughs> and There's so a I, reason England conquered the world. It's mostly because they were trying to get off that <laughs> island. <laughs> With its unpredictable weather. Um. So, yeah, so I I could do either, I guess. But if I can accomplish just a carry-on that's me all the way so what was next what was the next the uh, next this or that the next this or that was grab drinks and food at the bar or save money and bring your own snacks it was kind of 50 50 on this which i had to say i was surprised about what were you expecting would win grab drinks and food at the bar <laughs> that's that's where i lean i'm i that's part of what i like about it it's like food courts and there's bars and it's kind of it's the only place on earth where it's to- or other than vegas where it's totally okay to have a drink no matter what time it is oh of course there's no rules um no, it's, i'm it's lawless i i love it i'm totally in that camp as well like get as soon as i'm through security i'm finding the nearest bar where i can sit and sometimes i'll just like put my headphones in and listen to stuff and keep to myself but other times if there's like fun interesting people sitting at the bar as well because i'm usually traveling by myself so I make friends. There's so many different interesting people that I've met just sitting in an airport it's bar. So different. So different. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. I, I get a coffee. I go and I read in the restaurant. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't I'm, I'm, we've, we went over this. I'm very social. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not all the time. Occasionally, like if it's a late flight or it's been a long day, like, of course I don't want to talk to people, but I do want to drink. <laughs> Well, that's um, true. There's always time for a drink. Exactly. I actually went, I was so surprised by this. You also see, like, I don't, can't remember if it's like this in Europe or London or whatever, but all of my friends that travel around there, you know, there's always the, like, airport snap at three in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, having a cocktail, having a beer, because that's what you do when you're about to go on holiday, is you all have right. a drink at the airport bar and you start your holiday early. But I was flying from JFK, New York, to Mexico for my mom's birthday. And my flight was at like 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning. But of course, I had to get there a couple hours early flying international. And because I like to get to the airport early. Uh, Yep. And um, nothing was opened. None of the bars were open. None of the concession stands were open. And I was on the phone with my mom being like, I just want a freaking margarita because I'm on my way to Mexico. And what what time did you say it was? It was probably like six in the morning. Damn it. Why can't you get a breakfast margarita? What kind of hell do we live in? Exactly. And also (laughs) it being JFK, I don't know why I thought like, it's JFK. Of course, it's going to be like a 24-hour airport because it's so international. Yeah. But I guess maybe the particular terminal I was flying out of or whatever. But I was on the phone with my mom being like, I just want a damn margarita. Because she was already in Mexico with everybody. So she's telling me everything they're doing. They're, you know, going snorkeling. They're riding bikes to the beach, all this stuff. And I'm like, cool, I'll be there in a few hours. I'm going to start, you know, here. And nothing. So did you you manage to find something at some point? Like, was there a, was there a, I don't know, like a 7-Eleven where you could get like a little hip flask and some lemons or something? Oh, no, but nothing really opened before we had to start boarding, but as soon as I landed in Cancun, you bet my ass, I went straight to that bar that's right outside the terminal. 
And I got myself a drink before getting on the bus and heading down to Tulum. <laughs> nice. Um, it's And it's so overpriced, of course, being at the airport. But, I mean, it's basically the prices you would just pay being at a normal bar in America. But for Mexico, it's overpriced. Oh, right, right, yeah. But I, yeah, straight, I was like, you know, I've got a half hour to wait for my bus. Get my damn margarita. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I, so it's a 50-50 split with the people, though. Yeah. Um, there, I, did have, out there. I did have one person that put that made them her own edits with it, and she crossed out. Because I put grab drinks and food at the bar and then or save money, and she circled both but crossed out food. So basically grab drinks at the bar and then buy and your money. own snacks. <laughs> oh, okay. I can see that. I don't often eat in a restaurant in an airport like maybe if there's a food court with you know affordable fast food but otherwise it's usually straight into like the nearest you know convenience store or in australia a lot of news agencies sell like some like pre-wrapped sandwiches and snacks and stuff i'm not big on like a sit-down meal in an airport oh so um, yeah i like those too wow uh, so although uh, i always okay. for some reason i always buy from the airport a packet of cheez it's for my flight like one of those big bags of cheese. Like twisties. Oh, do you guys call? They're not twisties, but they're like little they square, like little square crackers that are cheese flavored. Oh, I know them. Yeah, we don't have those, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, surely you would have seen them at the American airport. I have seen them. Yes, uh, this is a, a weird tangent that I've taken us down. Abort. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all right. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't even know what I interrupted you from saying. Um, Cheez-Its. You bought Cheez-Its. Yep. You always buy Cheez-Its. Yep. I always, when I leave Sydney Airport, I always stop for a banh mi. Uh, there's a really good banh mi place there, which is weird because I often am now traveling to Vietnam and they're everywhere here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's just my tradition now. It's a banh mi uh, at a place called Rolled, which is probably not even a good banh mi place, but it's just it's my tradition. It's like the last eight or nine times I've flown out of Sydney Airport, I've had it's I've just, had a banh mi there. It's just your routine. It's where you go. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. I don't really know how the cheese it thing really got started, but no other snack appeals to me, and it's just because every time I'm on a plane, I know I'm going to get hungry before the meal cart comes out. There's something well, about just inevitably sitting yeah. in the plane in your seat and just kind of I think it's more of a boredom thing as well you just want to eat um but and also when they come through with just the drink card at first and bring you like a little bag of, it's never enough no those peanut things like they've got six peanuts to a bag it's, yeah I don't, it feels like it, they must have had some there's some guy whose job is just to individually portion out those peanuts it just sounds it's a sad job yeah so. and I just and I always feel bad asking for an extra bag so I always just stock <laughs> up on my you know, family style grab bag of Cheez-Its. And I know that all, it's like, it's just, I think it's almost more a comfort thing. I never finish them all, but I just will know that if at any point in the flight I get hungry, I will be covered. Speaking of being hungry on a flight, we just flew from, when we flew from LA to Beijing, we flew with Hong Kong Air and there was meal service when we got on, a 15 hour flight, and then nothing for 13 more hours. And, like, not a drink service, not a, like, there was, like, this weird little sad wrap they brought out at some point. But other than that, the only liquid we got on that plane was at when we got on and then right before we got off. 15 hours, one drink. 
Maybe they were trying to preserve toilet paper and didn't want anyone using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we were trying to figure it out. Well, like, it's weird. 15 hours, you usually get a couple of meals in there. Yeah. But uh, there were only, like, three flight attendants for, like, 400 people. So I feel like everyone called in sick. And they were just like, we can't manage the cart with so few people. So they just hid in the back. <laughs> and we just kind of had to, like, waste away. It was like survival of the fittest. That I ended sounds... up eating the guy in front of me. Like, it was like, not that bad. So I'm really <laughs> sorry, that guy. But... He, you know, he well, got in my way. He's dead now. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, I was just going to talk about him. I would have, I don't know. I, I get hangry really easily. Oh, and I, I yeah, definitely would have rang a buzzer. And like, I'm not one to even, like, I hate hitting that little call button for flight attendants. I'm so not that person. Not that there's anything wrong. I understand like it is their job. And if you need something, that's what it's there for. But I just, like, normally I'm, like, use it as an excuse to stretch my feet and I'll walk to the back and, like, be, like, yeah. keep my head in and be, like, hey, can I have this, you know? But um, I would for sure be, like, hey, it's been 15 hours. Do you have any food I, I can eat? at some point summoning them, just, like, please bring water. Like, it was so pathetic. Like, please, water, please. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is, I would not be a happy flyer that day for I, sure i was not i you know like there's those surveys they build into the entertainment system sometimes i took that survey and i was like frantically touch typing on that awful little screen like this is unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> it was so petulant <laughs> back to this or that the next one i so put that. was hang out in a lounge or hang out at the gate now i wanted to throw this one in and it ended up, well, let's see, like the results first, it was mostly hang out at the gate. That makes sense. Which, right. of course, you know, financially, like I've actually never even been in an airport lounge. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah. So you're, so I would definitely be a hang at the gate person because I wouldn't even know where to begin as even trying to go into one or like how to well, have access love- to one. A lot of airports, they don't have ones that are open to the public. They're like part of a rewards program. Yeah. But in Southeast Asia, which I know you haven't done a lot of travel in. Or uh, any. Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> Singapore. Quite a few airports have these lounges where you can pay. It's not cheap. It's like $30 for like a six-hour pass. But there's like a buffet in there. There's free drinks. Well, free, but, you know, as many as you want. There's Wi-Fi. There's usually a comfortable couch, maybe a shower. So if I've got a long layover somewhere there, it's it, I find that to be a good investment because it, it beats trying to get comfortable in like one of those gate chairs and not being able to charge your devices and having to pay exorbitant prices for some ramen. So well, absolutely, absolutely, and thirty bucks is not that. I mean, it might be a lot for Southeast Asia, but I mean, if it was available here to pay thirty bucks to go into a lounge and relax and eat, and I mean, I'm going to be spending money. It, like to be at an airport bar anyways true yeah and these ones often have alcohol like uh it's not usually great but it might be beer or wine or um if you're if you're thinking about doing it there's a great app called lounge buddy i believe that actually has every airport on earth in it and it'll tell you what lounges they have and which ones you can pay to enter and how much it is you can even pre-book so if you're if you're that kind if you're that way inclined lounge buddy is not oh my god app. that sounds amazing i'm literally gonna download that right now <laughs> There's also another one that's handy is Gate Guru, uh, which you might know. Uh, and that one's just every airport in the world, but it gives you information on the facilities there, like what restaurants, what shops, yeah. what lounges. Uh, that's, that's a more common one. But the two of them combined, it's just a, it's a great way to 
make your airport experience a little less unpleasant. You could conquer any airport. <laughs> you could. Some of them are depressing, though. It's just like, this airport's a lost cause. It's basically <laughs> what they're telling you when you sign in. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, is... I think that's probably what my airport here would be like, because <laughs> it's two gates. There's not, I mean... It's great. You fly, basically you can fly from here to like LA, San Francisco, Phoenix, and Seattle, Um, which is great. I love, we have access to those. It's not cheap because it is a smaller airport and there's less flights going out, but um, it's convenient as far as if you're willing to spend a little extra money and don't want to have to travel four hours to San Francisco or LA to fly somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. We, we did a lot of flying out of Palm Desert, uh, Palm Springs airport for the same reason. Yeah. Like LAX is cheaper, but it's it's a pain in the ass to get to LA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lounges, I mean, I can see the appeal for lounges for sure. And if it's not exorbitant, is that the word? Exorbitant, yeah. Exorbitant. <laughs> <laughs> it's early over here in California. And <laughs> my brain, I haven't had coffee yet. I'm drinking tea right now. So oh, shit. my no, brain, that's, that's rough. my synapses aren't firing. Um, sending thoughts and prayers thank you i haven't uh so if as long as it's not like ridiculously expensive that's how i should phrase that um then i'm all for them but of course financial if i'm being fiscally responsible i'm a hang at the gate sort of gal nice yeah but i'm definitely gonna check out that app that sounds it's good it's really great and because and i'm always like almost too timid to like ask people like I wouldn't just walk up to any lounge and be like hey is there a way to get a day pass here because I'd just be too scared yeah no me too I wouldn't do that I'd be just I'd just linger around awkwardly yeah and then like feel you like you feel smaller like you don't belong here (laughs) I don't know like um okay and then the next let's see we're at the airport we're hanging out at the gate now we're boarding priority boarding or in the last zone to board and pretty much let's say 80% said in the last zone to board because I swear to God, every time I like, I mean, of course it comes with buying the like basic economy fares for flights, but I am always in that very like zone nine or zone J of every flight. That's fair though. I mean, like unless it's not assigned seating, there's no real reason to be rushing onto the plane. Right. Mm. Like I know some domestic airlines, it's first in, first served with the with the seat assignment. But otherwise, I'm not in a hurry to get on the plane. It's a very small space. Why would I put myself in there for more time than I need to? Oh, for sure. As far as I like, I'm not one. I'm never one to like. Actually, the only time I'm kind of would stand in line and wait to board because I'll I'll sit there and just you know keep doing stuff on my phone or I'll stay at the bar till the last minute like watching my gate. Um. And I'll board one of the last people because, yeah, same with you. Like, I don't want to be sitting in that small confined space for longer than I have to. And I don't see yeah. the point of rushing on there. But no. I will say that's usually when I'm checking and I'm only bringing a small personal item for carry-on. But if I am carrying on and I can tell it's a full flight and I'm worried about overhead space, yeah, then I do kind of try to get myself on the plane to make sure I get overhead space because it's, no, that makes perfect I do yeah, like to get want to be well I do like I do like to get off the plane as soon as possible well not I mean I'm not like jumping past people but you know <laughs> I like to I don't 
I hate when you get on a plane and your stuff won't fit. And so they put it way at the back of the plane where there's room. Oh, it's the worst. And then you're like, you're down the front. And so you got to wait for everyone to get off just so you can get to the back of the plane. Exactly. So that's like one of my biggest fears, flying and carrying on and being one of the last on the plane. Um, yeah, I could see that. And like, actually, now that you mention that, when I'm flying in... Asia, specifically if there's a lot of Chinese people flying on the plane, and this isn't a shot against Chinese people, they love to get on the plane early. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. They'll mention, like, the before they even made the boarding announcement, you know, the microphone will just crackle on, mm-hmm. and it'll be like, Poof! there'll be 100 <laughs> people in a line. You're like, why? But it's just, they just love a good queue, except when the queue is necessary to get to the front. Like, except when you need to queue efficiently, then they'll just shove in. But when there's an airport line, yeah. just a straight line, and it stretches all the way out, and you're at the back going, crap, that guy has like four boxes. How am I going to fit anything in the overhead now? Yeah. And, and then, because and, also, especially if I'm like, I've made it a point to carry on so that I don't have to wait at baggage claim. And then they'll offer, well, we'll just have to, you know, stick it. We'll just have to check your bag for free, which is great. It's free. It's not going to charge me. But now when I land, I'm going to have to wait at baggage claim, which is exactly what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can see the appeal in getting it early. Yeah. But I am usually the last, you know, the last zone to board. I priority boarding. I can understand it. I wouldn't mind it if it came with like, you know, if I'm flying, you know, business economy or first class or something, uh-huh. and then you get to they bring you a glass of champagne. I've only flown first class once in my life, and I was like 14, and it was because oh. we got upgraded, so it wasn't even because <laughs> we paid for it. But um, you know, they, you, they, you get a glass of champagne and. It's, it's, you can start watching movies. Like I wouldn't mind priority boarding if it came with stuff, but I'm not going to pay the extra money for it to sit in, you know, economy for longer than I have to. (laughs) Mm, The smell of BO sure is my thing. I'm going to jump on early. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing on that, this or that was a window seat or an aisle. You didn't give people the option to sit in the middle of the two. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if they were big middle fans, I assume they probably would post about it. Does anyone um, like the middle? I feel like that's a special kind of stupid. <laughs> Sorry, if, if you really love the middle, I've just offended you, but you deserve it for being for choosing that. No one wants that. I don't think anyone likes the middle seat or would choose it over. I mean, there's probably people out there that don't mind it, but my my lovely fiance has the middle seat on every flight because uh, you... I'm too tall and broad-shouldered to be crammed in there. Yeah, so you I, need the I'm space. on the aisle or the window. Yeah. That poor thing. I think we had somebody else say that in their response. They circled window seat, I think, then put a little, you know, caveat of unless I'm flying with my boyfriend, in which case I'm in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he must be a, he must be an aisle seater or something. <laughs> I'm a window seater, hundred percent of the time. I don't I don't really pee. I mean, I do. <laughs> um, I have the capacity. You should get to that urinate. checked out. <laughs> it's just it's just all backed up. Um, no, but uh, on a plane, I can go 15 hours without needing a bathroom. And so put me on the window, I'll just sleep. Yeah. Um, if I'm on the aisle, some idiot's always trying to clamber over me. Nah, no, nah, thank you. I don't like people, as we've established. So <laughs> the window lets me pretend they're not on the plane with me. Yeah, you know, I used to be an aisle person um, because I liked the... F- I think, you know what, I'm a... Mine's all circumstantial. I think if I'm on a shorter flight... I like being in the aisle because I know I'm not going to sleep. If it's like two hours, three hours, I'll watch a movie. I don't mm. mind people getting past me, 
but I like the freedom that I can do it and not have to ask anyone and like, don't have to worry about someone else sleeping and I can't get out. Um, and then also again, going back to, if I want an extra snack or an extra drink from the flight attendants, I can just get up and go ask them. them Yeah. Um, but if I'm on a long flight, any flight that's, or maybe an early flight where I know I'm going to try and get some sleep, I'm window hundred percent. Yeah. You've got that leaning space. It's perfect. Absolutely. I was actually talking to a friend about this and he used to be a hardcore aisle seater because he's really tall. Um, and he's like, but there's no point anymore because you can't really stick your legs out because the cart goes by so often nowadays or depending on, you know, what airline you're flying, but usually it goes not on my airline, not on yours, but on the good ones. Um, the cart goes by so often that you have to move your feet anyways, or it bumps your elbow or your shoulders um, when you're trying to sleep. And yeah, so he's like, I'm reformed, reformed aisle seater, now window seater. <laughs> Smart man. Smart yeah. Man. Um, but that was it on those, which I found it was really interesting. A lot of them were, and that, and that one actually, the aisle window seat, I don't think I gave a percentage. It was pretty much window seat for people wow okay so the world is starting to see i only sense. had I, like I only had one person choose the aisle seat but i did have a couple people respond to like circle window seat and then put never in all caps on aisle seat wow and then i had that's another a, person strong response yeah i had another person circle window seat and then write and put an arrow to aisle seat saying, no more of this shit. <laughs> so uh, I, can do it. I can do an aisle, but I, as I said, I'm not a fan because I don't need to get up. So people, you know, giving me the, the whole the awkward shuffle and making me get up, I'd, I'd rather avoid that if I can. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so that was pretty much it for that. And I think we kind of covered our opinions on some of those things. But there were a few other things that I wanted to, to bring up. Touch on. And, yeah, discuss. And... I'm wondering, like, so one of the things for me is, like, when you're going through security, uh-huh. are you the type of person, like, what is your approach to the security lines? Oh, I hate it. I, I'm just, I'm just ornery. Um, basically, I travel with a lot of electronics, like, not just the usual digital nomad stuff, like, you know, a camera and a laptop and stuff. I'll have my Kindle and my Nintendo Switch. And we've got a podcasting mic and all sorts of stupid nonsense. I had a Nintendo 64 with me last year. Um, and so they're like, get out all your electronics. And it's just like, just dump it on the, the conveyor belt. Um, that's my system. Just make a huge mess. And then, <laughs> and then take forever. This. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, you know, I try to be polite. Um, obviously, I'm not like rude about it. But it's just, I have so much crap in that backpack that mm-hmm. it's just easier for me to just dump it all out than to try and individually pick out the the things that need to be out yeah but like when it comes to your jacket or your shoes or anything like that like basically the Uh, reason I'm asking so my approach I as I'm in line and this is just a huge pet peeve of mine I hate getting up to the baskets where mm -hmm. you're going to start you know getting your stuff putting your stuff in it to go through a conveyor belt and people then take that opportunity to take off their belt and take off their scarf, and take off their jacket, and pull out their liquids, and ask for a bag. Everyone knows now, in 2019, that you need to put your liquids in a bag. Why you haven't done this when you packed, it drives me insane. Um, Yeah, you should be uh, getting that already. Like, you don't need to have your 
your belt, your jacket and your shoes off three rows back. But yeah, you should be ready to have all that done. Oh yeah. I, I personally, I, I, I wear slip-ons if I'm flying because for that reason and also for comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I very rarely have a jacket or a belt on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I did, I would be loosening that up before I got there. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'll wear slip-on shoes so that I can put them off and on really easily and there's no lacing. People that are wearing big old boots they have to lace up. <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, and so, yeah, something easy to slip on and off. I will take my jacket off, my scarf off. I mean, like I said before, I fly in and out of London a lot because my parents live there. Or when I lived in New York and it's wintertime, like, you have to bring a jacket and a scarf because it's going to be freezing. Oh, yeah. And it's big stuff that you don't want to take up space in your – like, I'm not going to wear it on the plane, but I don't want it to take up my space in your, space in my, in your back. Yeah. yeah. So I wear it. And – I take it off all like as I'm approaching the area where you're going to get your basket. So by the time we get there, my scarf's off, my belt's off. If I'm wearing one, my shoes are off. My, my laptop's already out in my arms. Nice. My, you know, I'm just like, let's come on. None of us want to be here. Security takes forever. Let's all be efficient and get in and out of here as pain free and quickly as possible. Yeah. I think my biggest security pet peeve, from their perspective is like everyone knows you take your laptop out and usually your camera, but certain airports. And I mean, the U S just did this to me. Uh, they wanted anything electrical out at all. So I had, I did everything I thought, but I'd left a a laptop cooling pad, which is essentially just a fan. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait like 40 minutes for them to take my bag aside, bring me over, ask me why I hadn't taken it out and then run it back through. And, uh, in China, they want even the cords out. Um, so I'm like your iPhone charger cord, your laptop cord, your headphone cord, they all have to come out. Wow. Uh, and that's, but there's no sign for that. So you don't know that till you're like getting called back. Yeah. That's my big security pet peeve. It's just like, there needs to be like a, not a global standard, but like a generally accepted kind of rundown yeah. of what you should have out because it's, it, there's so much variation. Yeah. I've never experienced the like how you're saying this happened to you in the U S that you had to bring all your electronics out. I've never had to take my camera out when I've traveled with it. I've only ever, no. And and I flew from LAX to and from New York (laughs) and I only had to take, yeah, I only had to take my laptop out because I had a full on DSLR camera and an extra lens and they were fine. Yeah. They, I got out like, as I said, I have a Kindle and Nintendo switch, uh, yeah, well, you're a pain in the ass, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, but I left one thing in, and it was just a, a cooling pad, and they were like, you can't have that in here, sir. And I'm like, whoa, okay, all right. <laughs> Calm down. Um, you damn so, yeah, foreigner. I guess, and uh, that's what it was. They were afraid I was going to – I don't even know what I was going to do with a laptop cooling pad, make my computer function more efficiently, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like security, like we all know we all hate it. And I, is there anywhere? So I wanted to throw a shout out as much as I'm not a huge fan of Heathrow Airport. Actually, you know what? Those airports have gotten a lot better, but Heathrow and Gatwick, both of their Mm -hmm. securities, I am in and out of there in 10 minutes every single time. And they have people that stand and they have stations that are numbered like one through five at the like little spots at Mm -hmm. the conveyor belt. And they have someone that stands at the front of the line and say, you go to four, you go to three, you go oh, to that's two. Good. That's efficient. Exactly. And so 
you go to your little spot. There's little, you know, buckets there or whatever automatically that just sit there. So it's not actually on the conveyor belt. The conveyor belt's behind that. So you have your buckets right there. You start emptying your stuff out. So if you're done and you're in like zone, like spot number three or something and one and two are still doing stuff, you go around them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and then your stuff goes through first as well because then you put it on the conveyor belt. So you don't have to wait for the people ahead of you. And so it's just the fast and, fastest person through. And every time I go through Heathrow and Gatwick, it's so quick and so efficient. And they just got it down, man. So I used to think Sydney was really efficient. I was like, this is great. But then I came through with my American fiance, and every time we come through, we get pulled aside to a special like dog sniffing line. Really? Um, and, and I say every time. It's only happened twice. It's the two times we've traveled back into Australia together. But it's like, I'm like, this is an outrage. How dare you stop me here? Because in the past, it's just been like, welcome home. Get out of here, mate. Yeah. And then I bring, I bring an American, and they're like, get over here. The dog's got to work you over, mate. <laughs> So it's been a bit weird. It's been a rough I mean, for her. Yeah. I don't, I can't, it's been so long since I was in Australia, so I can't really remember, but I haven't had, I've only ever had a couple issues of actually being like forgetting something like tweezers or something in a bag and that sets it off. And, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what always triggers the security is a, a Himalayan salt lamp. Which is not something the average person travels with, I know. I was but say. Um, last year, last year, my partner she was bringing one home for, for Christmas, and we had to go through quite a few flights on the way home, different countries. Every single time, they were like, "What is this?" Uh, except when we got to America, someone's like, "Do you have a Himalayan salt lamp in there?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yes." And they, they knew, but everywhere else in the, in the world, they were like, what do you got in there? Is that some sort of moon rock or something? <laughs> yeah. But the American didn't even have to open the suitcase. Like, you got a Himalayan salt lamp, don't you? Well, was this was this in California? It was, I think. Yeah, yeah it's it a very. I don't even think it's all of America would react that way. I think it's California would definitely act that way. That's true. There's probably parts of the country where we don't take kindly to Himalayan salt lamps. Like, <laughs> California's like, whoa, dude, rock on. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. groovy. Um, <laughs> and one more. I know this is a lot of me just complaining, but uh, one more thing with security. I mean, was it security? I mean, we're not just going to like praise the whole entire process, but also can't stand people that leave all of their buckets at the end. Like don't collect them and put them in the stack at the end. And I'm always the person there like stacking everyone's bins while holding my shoes in my hand because I still have to go (laughs) put them on. And also don't put your shoes on right when you grab them. Go sit oh, down on a bench. There. Yeah, get out of there. Anyone listening to this, take these tips. And if you follow all of these rules, no one will hate you in security yeah, line. It's like, it's like, what is it? Stack your bins. Uh, get semi-naked before you get to the line. Pull out um, all your electronics ahead of time and your and liquids. Don't, don't travel with a goddamn Himalayan salt lamp. No. <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned Gatwick and, and Heathrow. So I was, I was going to put it out there. What is the, the best and worst airport you've been to? You know, I'll have to say like, oh God, the worst. And this was also a terrible experience. And so I don't think it's any fault to them is Z- Zadar Airport in Croatia. Um, oh. I, it's also a very small airport. So there's not a ton of amenities, but mm-hmm. there's pretty much no amenities, at least the last time I was there, when you walk in and like go through, like you walk in, there's a check-in stand where you can, you know, check your bags or whatever, if you have any bags to check. And then you go through security. And then there's like 
let's see, five gates, all with one waiting area. So you're all kind of jammed oh, in there cool. if there's multiple flights at once. Mm-hmm. And then there's just one bar and one little snack counter. So that's it. And my experiences was because there was a massive storm that came through right when I was about to leave. So the flight coming in that we were supposed to fly out of couldn't land. So we got delayed and there's more people arriving for their flights. Oh God. It's like, it's like cattle being pushed into the, the yeah. And they didn't take cards at the, (laughs) the bar and the little snack counter. And of course, because I'm leaving Croatia at this point, I was flying back to the UK. So I spent all the rest of my Kuna because I didn't want to take it with me. So I had no cash on me. And the only ATM is back on the other side of security when you first walk in to the airport. Oh, God. So then I had to leave again. And you're leaving like, I mean, because it wasn't that busy when I first got there. So I had a chair and I had a spot to sit. But I really needed food or a drink to make (laughs) me feel somewhat better. And so I had to grab all my stuff and leave. Go back through but security you could, again. You could leave, which is cool, because at some airports, you just once you're in, you're in. No, I left and was like, I'm literally going to use the airport and or the airport, the ATM machine, and they were fine with it. And then I came back in and went through oh, security cool. again. But I had to take all my bags with me. I couldn't leave them because you know you oh, can't right, yeah, leave your baggage in an airport unattended um, for good reason. And yeah, not a good look. So I had to take it all with me. So then, of course, you have to empty everything out again and, you know, get naked again <laughs> going through security. And then at that point, because there's so many people there, the line's long for the bar and they're running out of stuff. It was just miserable. They just need more amenities and put a freaking ATM machine next to the snack counter and bar or accept card now. And to be fair, this was probably like five, six years ago. So maybe they have made some improvements. They might have sorted it out. Um, but... From memory, that's probably my least favorite. And my least. Oh, sorry. I'll let you do your favorite. Um. Well, I love Heathrow. It's he, like it's the one I fly in and out of most because it's closest to my parents' house. My mom's like, "You're flying out of there because I can actually pick you up." But it's there's so much going on. There's like shopping and so much food and not that I need to be doing shopping at an airport, but. <laughs> That surprises me, though. Heathrow has such a bad reputation. Yeah, I mean, maybe in other ways it's not great, but as far as, like, lounge, like, waiting around or going through security, all of that experience is great. And I normally, like, I check in online, I go and drop off my stuff and go. (laughs) So You've got a system worked out. I mean, you know it well, so that makes sense. Yeah. But I also remember when I was younger, I used to fly back and forth from the West Coast to the East Coast, and I always had layovers in Chicago O'Hare. And I do mm-hmm. remember always really, really loving that airport. Um, but I was also like 15. So I don't remember exactly why. I think it was just I liked was, the food a options. Tele, a lot of Teletubbies. <laughs> at 15? <laughs> Did you like Teletubbies at 15? <laughs> like is not a past thing. I still, to this day. Uh, um, um, what about you? Uh, my least favorite, uh, Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. Um, it's not, a, it's not a small airport, like it's, you know, it's the hub for Ethiopian Airways, but it's just, there's one, one, there's seven restaurants or so, but they're all the same restaurant, just repeating itself. And I mean that literally, like you'll, no matter where in the airport you are, you'll find this one restaurant serving the same eight dishes that are overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not a very clean airport. Um, maybe I just had bad experiences, but the two times I've flown in, 
most recently I was coming from uh, Shanghai and the bathroom in that airport was just filthy. I'm talking like not just like a little bit of pee on the floor. I'm talking like fecal matter on the floor. Ugh. Um, oh, God. And it's not – it's – yeah, it was revolting, <clears throat> like just an unpleasant experience both times I've flown through there recently. Um, it's just not a pleasant airport. Maybe maybe I caught it on a bad day twice. But <laughs> the, uh, Two bad days? The la- yeah. But the lack of the, – just the lack of food was really shocking. Like th- there's seven restaurants or so or five or six, whatever the number is, but they're literally the same restaurant. And it's not, a, it's not like it's McDonald's. It's some weird, obscure, airport-only franchise that's just – not good. Yeah. Um, it's not a great place to be. Guangzhou Airport uh, in China is also a bit rough. Um, I, I hear it's improved, though. I was there 10 years ago. Uh, but uh, they had one restaurant and no ATM and no money exchange facility. So I had, like, a little bit of USD with me. And I remember ordering from this one restaurant. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a, a bowl of noodles and an orange juice. And they were like, that'll be $19. <laughs> And I was like, I gave them my 20 US dollars and they said, we can't give you change in US. So I got some RMB back, which was useless because it was just a layover. Yeah. Um, not a nice airport. And it's full of mosquitoes, which is weird. Oh, God, no. Mosquitoes love me. I would be uh, miserable there. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, but best airport, either, either Changi Airport in Singapore or Incheon Airport in South Korea. Just fantastic airports. They've got lounges and tours like for free to go into Seoul or into Singapore. They've got high-speed Wi-Fi, like a lot of restaurants and shops. They're just fantastic airports. So are you saying, when you say that they have tours and stuff, are these like free tours, like if you have a long layover? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure if they're free, but they are available if you have a long layover. And obviously, both of these places do visa on arrival. So it's basically, you know, you've got a 12-hour layover. Why not take a quick tour into Seoul or into Singapore proper? Um, And then they bring you back. So it's like, a nice little way to break up an otherwise long and arduous trip. Yeah, that sounds cool. And Singapore, if you ever fly in with Singapore Air, you can uh, get this thing. It's like they're called Changi Dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. And basically, you, you go to this counter, which is a little hard to find, but they give you vouchers that you can redeem within the airport for food or duty-free. And in my case, you don't have to pay cash at all. So like, I just took my $25 voucher and I went and said, can I get some food? And they went, yep. And they said, we can't give you change. So I just racked up like $21 worth of airport food and gave them the voucher and left. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So it's a good airport. Both of those are fantastic. But I mean, if you look at the lists of the best airports in the world, they regularly come up in the in the upper echelon. In the there. top choices. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was looking at a couple before recording this, obviously doing my research. And I was looking at some lists and there were some terrible airports that are like you know they have one had no like the fence was stolen around the airport so the <laughs> planes have to dodge people crossing the street when they land where is this i feel like that was uh, greece or something i could be totally wow. wrong actually on the list of like 10 of the worst airports there were like three from greece that were on there oh wow that's rough like Sorry, santorini greece. Um, a lot of it was because I think they don't have air conditioning at a lot of their airports and they're not oh, very clean. Yeah. So, um, and then some of the best ones had like movie theaters 
And I which think, I think Changi has a cinema in it. Oh my god, I would love that. I'm a huge movie person. Like all I do on long flights is just watch movie after movie after movie. Oh yeah, perfect. and the perfect yeah. If I and I download loads of crap on, on my computer, my phone on off of Netflix or you know all that stuff, so I can stream it on the plane. Um, but I'll stream it while I'm sitting at the bar or while I'm waiting at the gate and just watch movie after movie. Like I just, that's all I do. My travel days is just watch movies. So if there is an airport cinema, I would be the first one there. That's where you can find me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind if I ever go to that airport. You should. Singapore, Incheon, both fantastic. I mean, that area of the world, uh, Tokyo has a great airport as well. Um, Osaka, really good airport. Asia just knows how to build an airport. Uh, East Asia. Uh, Southeast Asia as well, I guess. China hasn't really mastered the art yet. Um, and I don't find any of the ones in like Thailand or the Philippines to be pretty, uh, to be particularly good either. But um, Singapore has it down and then like South Korea, Japan, that sort of corner as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I mean, I've only been to a small number of airports, mostly just in Europe and America. So we don't really have a lot. I haven't been anywhere super flashy. Any airports that are super flashy or super memorable. But, Mm. I mean, to really be amazing to me or to stick out to me is to just have a good, you know, bar or restaurant I can sit at. (laughs) And to have efficient security. 6 a.m. Margies, that's what you need. Yeah. If they don't have a margarita available at 6 in the morning, they're not really You're even considered an a bad airport to me. <laughs> Step up your game, man. All right. And then I think the last thing I had written down is what do you do? And I'm sure this could be circumstantial, but are you a person that gets a ride to and from the airport, whether it's like a friend or family member or something? Or are you getting an Uber or a taxi, or are you taking public transport? Uh, Uber, definitely for me. I don't do public transport unless I can help it. Because, um, again, it's... it's what, you're just too good for it? Trans. <laughs> I, I am, actually. And if anyone's listening... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't like lugging... Because like, if I'm taking a train or a bus, it's, you know, lugging your suitcase to the station or to the bus stop, sort of cramming yourself onto the bus or train and making people a bit uncomfortable. I just feel like it's... I want to do as little as possible before I get on the plane so that I feel relaxed. Yeah. Not, as I said, not a gross, sweaty mess. So for it's me, a, it's Uber. The money is worth the convenience. Yeah. I mean, and, and 10 years ago, if you'd asked me, I'd have been like, I'll take the bus. But, you know, now I have a job. Um, so I'm like, I don't mind forking out a little bit for Uber. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, it is circumstantial. I, and 10 years ago, also, I was super, you know, budget traveler. Mm-hmm. So you try and save money, like where you choose to spend your money is important. And if there was a way that I could get from, like, I I use the example of Prague a lot because I flew in and out of the Praha airport quite a bit when I lived there. And it's pretty easy to just get the bus and it takes mm-hmm. you to the first, like, the bus is, like, maybe 20 minutes. And then it takes you to the first, like, the last stop going out of the main town um, of the train station. And then you so you hop on the train and go into the city center. And their metros are huge. Um, so you're not crammed onto it. The bus, you kind of are. But, um, 
that's also why, you know, carry on and you rush through. You don't have to wait for bags. <laughs> your first one on the bus. <laughs> um, but it was also only like, I can't even remember right now, but it was like 10 or 11 check crowns, which is super cheap. Oh, Whereas cool. if you got a taxi, um, cause Uber and Lyft, you know, weren't around then when I was living there, the taxi drivers there just rip you off and it's like 40 to $50 just to get Jeez. into the city center. And I certainly as like a young 20, 20 year old, 20 something, you know, budget backpacker, I'm not spending 40 of my hard earned dollars on that, especially because Ch- Prague's not that expensive of a place or especially wasn't when I was living there. So $40 can get me a lot of stuff there. Yeah, and that makes sense. If there's a way that I'm going to get from the airport on public transport cheaper, just, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult to figure it out. I think also a lot of people, as far as convenience, especially if you're, and it is a difference. Like now I'll take an Uber. I fucking love Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and it's faster. So if, especially when I lived in New York, if it's, you know, a 30 minute Uber, 40 minute Uber from, JFK to my apartment in Brooklyn when I lived there. I'm taking mm. that over an hour and a half to two hour train journey where I have to take the air train and then the regular subway and I have to switch three yeah. times and then I have to walk 15 minutes from the subway to my house. <laughs> like, definitely worth it to spend the extra money and take an Uber. Yeah, I'm much more likely to take public transport from the airport. Uh, to it, I'll never do it. Like, if I'm going through the airport, I want to be, as I said, relaxed. Uh, but if I'm landing in a place and there's a public transport option that gets me to where I'm going, that's like not too fiddly, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Like Seoul, for example, you can just Seoul and Tokyo, just get on a train straight into town. Mm-hmm. No, no stress. Uh, even Sydney has an airport link, although it's like $20 a ticket, which is like highway robbery. But yeah, um, I think it depends on the place as well. Cause I'm, I think I'm a little opposite. I take public transport and then I'm like, once I'm there, I'm like, I just want to be on a beach. Like if I'm going somewhere tropical, I guess. Um, well, yeah. but then a lot of times if it, if it's a complicated journey, I'll take public trans. I mean, I'll take an Uber. If it's take a not Uber, yeah. complicated journey, I'll take public transport for sure. And do you ever ask people to pick you up or drop you off if you're flying somewhere where there's friends or family? Not really. Uh, I feel like I've sort of like outgrown that. Not not as me as a person. I'm not too good for it. I just feel I feel bad asking people to do that for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, the exception being like if we fly into Palm Springs to see my partner's family, um, they'll pick us up because it's not really a public transport option. Yeah. And an Uber would be kind of weirdly out of the way. Yeah. Um, but like when I fly back to Australia these days, um, like the first two or three times I came back, there were people at the airport with signs, and it was like a big deal. I leave and come back so much now that like no one's no one cares. No one's at the airport waiting for me anymore. Plus, it's eight hours drive from where my family lives, so that would be a really big ask. I'm a little bit jealous of that. I've never had a bunch of people waiting with signs for me when I've arrived places. <laughs> That's very sad. Oh, yeah, I've had it a couple of times. The, the first time, my whole family with balloons and stuff. The second time, a group of friends showed up, and one of them put on a suit, and he held up a, a sign that was clearly made from a torn cardboard box, and he wrote on it in crayon. <laughs> Um, to be really creepy and that was kind of a nice touch but ever since like this is 10 years ago when you know I was like the first of our our group to travel now it's like oh Chris is back again cool yeah yeah I think yeah none of I've never had that Um, oh I think 
my little, I mean, that's a lie. I can't, I got to give my little sister credit. She's also just eight. So she likes art and she likes, so she made me a little sign the last time I flew to London. Um, so good on her. She's a sweetheart. Nobody else cares about me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we pretty much covered everything that you could possibly cover from. I think so. We've done a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody learned a lot from this or had some, if you had some strong opinions, if you agree or disagree with anything that we said, or you're like, no, you know, it's, you definitely should do lounges or you definitely should not drink in a bar. I don't know. (laughs) No, you have, like, everyone knows the center seat is the best seat. Chris is an asshole for saying otherwise. Yes. Please tell us. I want to hear your thoughts and what you think. And if you agree or disagree with us. And, of course, it's more fun if you disagree because then, you know, it's fun to debate and discuss. Um, or if you agree with us and you want to tell us that everything we say is right and awesome, then do that too because it's... I, I prefer that, actually. So just do <laughs> okay. That. Um, <laughs> and we'll finish this off with a quick game. Yes, would you rather? Would you rather? This is one of my favorite games. I love this, this game so much. And we're going to do an airport plane travel themed uh, would you rather and I've come up with three. Chris, did you come up with three? I came up with a number of them. I don't know if it amounted to three. We shall see. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll kick it off. All right. Um, okay. Would you rather, Chris, spend mm-hmm. a six-hour layover in an airport with no Wi-Fi, cell service, anything? Mm-hmm. Um so, like, you can't keep yourself entertained by technology, basically. Um, or no air conditioning. Oh. I assume that no air conditioning is going to be somewhere hot, right? Yeah. Okay, because otherwise it's like... No, you're in Alaska. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I will say I will suck it up and... Oh, no, actually, I hate being sweaty on planes. Shit, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with no, like, entertainment. No entertainment? Well, no electronics, right? No, le- book? no electronics. You can have a book. Oh, well, yeah. I got a book. I'm sweet. Because I don't want to be sweaty. So that, that's, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I me. chose that one as well. I Like like I said before, like I'll find a bar. I'll make friends with the people at the bar. I don't need technology. <laughs> Just give me someone to talk to. Or a book, I agree, is good too. And give me some yeah. food and some drinks and I'm happy. And it's also kind of nice to disconnect. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think I'd be okay with that. Now, my one's a little different, but also layover based. Would you rather a $10 flight from LA to Australia, but it has seven 12-hour layovers in crappy airports, or would you rather pay the, the usual, like, 600 for a direct flight? Oh, 600 <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, how long if, – if I'm having seven 12-hour layovers, it's taking me, like, five days to get there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long trip, and um, they're all they're all in fantastic airports. Like, I can't even think of a bad one, but there's they're they're, t- they're going to be bad. All, all the time. ones in Greece. <laughs> yeah, if you're going via Greece and Addis Ababa and Guangzhou. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I. So uh, this actually, I've got a real. I'll try to keep this story really brief, but this reminds me. I was flying from Australia to London when I was leaving Australia, and I had three layovers. And one was in Bali, one was in, no, uh, what's the other one in Bali? 
starts with a J. Oh, Jakarta? In Jakarta. Yes. Sorry, yeah. not in Bali, but yeah, in Indonesia. So one in Bali, then one in Jakarta, then one in Amsterdam, and then to London. And I bought this flight because I was leaving Australia. I didn't have tons of money left and, you know, it was the cheapest option. Um, the most miserable experience I've ever had in my life. It took me forever. Oh. I didn't realize, and again, I was young. I spent the rest of my Australian dollars at the airport because I was like, I'm not going to need this. Transferred my money back to my parents. Oh, no. And didn't realize you have to pay for a visa because I was flying into Bali. Oh, and no. Into the international terminal. But I had to fly out of Bali to Jakarta, which was the domestic terminal, which I didn't even think about because you think – you know, you're just going to be in an airport. You don't need a visa. But because I was going from international to domestic. Right. Yeah. I had to go through customs and I didn't have any money. <laughs> and there's also, they make you pay airport tax in Indonesia, oh, yeah. which I didn't even yeah. know was a thing. And I had to pay it at Bali and I had to pay it again at Jakarta. And I oh, ended up wow. having other foreign money on me that I like, in a sea of tears and exhaustion and like scaredness, <laughs> beg them to like take any of this other money. I had no idea how much it totaled up to. It was a lot of like oh random currencies, but luckily a lot of random currencies from like Central America. And luckily <laughs> one of the guys that was there had just traveled through Central America and he knew how much stuff was worth. He's like, yeah, if you give us all like this much, we'll let you through. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so it ended up, like, and also there was a, a few other people, dear, if they're out there, kindness, kindness, kindness of strangers that saw me and helped me out. I mean, the visa was, like, 30 bucks. It wasn't a ton of money. I got people's banking information and sent the money back. But oh, that's it nice. was, like, there were people that helped me out, but it was just... And then by the time I got to Jakarta and was waiting for my flight to Amsterdam... It was middle of the night. Nothing was open at the airport. My phone was dying. My I didn't have an adapter for whatever one you need for Indonesia because I just come from Australia. <laughs> and so I couldn't fall asleep because I was afraid I would sleep through boarding my plane mm -hmm. and would miss my flight. And so I just had to walk circles around an empty airport to keep myself awake <laughs> until my oh, flight. Rough, it was the most rough. miserable trip ever. And I would never want to experience that ever again so i'll pay 600 bucks to fly direct to australia smart smart um what would you do so your number oh god um i mean again it's it's a matter of uh, circumstances 10 years ago 10 dollar flight uh i'd have been like you know i can survive anything but now uh you know i have the money i'm also a bit older and wiser i'd be like i don't want to do with layovers i hate layovers yeah uh for most of it depending on where they are unless like if it was a 12-hour labor in Changi in, in, in Singapore, done. Mm -hmm. But 12-hour labor in uh, Addis Ababa, no thank you. All right. Um, my next one is kind of similar to the one you just said, actually, but not as extreme. I actually like yours a lot better. <laughs> do I have to say this one? Um, we, can, we can just do two each. That's, that's no, a, I'm going to say thing. it or else people are going to wonder. So I chose... Take, would you rather take a 16 hour flight nonstop or two eight hour flights with a five hour layover in the middle? Uh, oh, uh, probably the 16. I assume there's in flight entertainment. I can, I can survive. Yeah. I actually, this came up because I was talking to someone when I was looking for flights for Ireland and I was talking to someone and um, we were just talking about flights and someone said that they would actually prefer 
um, two shorter flights with a layover to get to their destination than a long nonstop. And I couldn't believe it. I just rather, like, just get me there. Yeah. yeah I want to get to my, my final thinking. destination. You can just sleep or watch movies. Easy. Yeah. All right. My number two. Uh, would you rather take a trip of your own planning, but you have to walk everywhere? Or would you rather your most belligerent ex plan your trip, but it's free? <laughs> I'm trying to think of my most belligerent exes. <laughs> I have, I, I know, I have one who I definitely would not want planning my. Are you talking so. about like by? So when you say belligerent, I just think like someone drunk slurring their words. Are you meaning like no, no, someone like just the shittiest, like cruel and rude? You left, you left them broken, or they left you broken. Like the one who who wishes you harm. I like to think I don't think I have any exes that wish me harm. I'm one of those annoying people that tries to stay friends with all their exes. And the only reason I'm not friends with a couple of them is because of their own choosing and not because uh-huh. I did anything wrong, but because, you know, they've moved on with their lives and their partners aren't exactly. Do you have a worst enemy? I'm sure we all do <laughs> like somehow. I, you know what? I would happily just plan my own trip and walk everywhere. Yeah. I don't want to, I, always... I don't like the idea of someone else planning my trip, even if it was someone that liked me. Yeah, I think, well, I have a, an ex who wishes me harm, so I definitely <laughs> would be walking everywhere because I feel like she'd be just booking me on the dodgiest airlines, going to the most, like, shady islands in the middle of nowhere, just anything to, to put me in harm's way. With pirates so and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just around, just a, a, a lengthy trip through Somalia, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, no thank you. Um <laughs> No, yeah, I like the control, and also, I mean, I, I mean, I walked across freaking Spain. I can walk around my little vacation. Yeah, <laughs> choose yeah, somewhere. I did, I did the Camano Cota. Very, I mean, not easy, but I'd rather walk than than be sent to. I don't even know what's a terrible place. I, I used Liberia last week, and I feel bad if I used it again. Uh, let's say, uh, I don't even know what's a bad place. We need to we need a couple of bad places we can throw under the bus every now. And then. I don't want to say something that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm not listing <laughs> any bad places. You know what? You know what? I'm going to throw it out there, Suriname. You know what you did? What's that? It's a country that I just chose off the top of my head to insult because I feel like no okay. one on here, no one who listens to us, will have been there or have strong feelings. About okay, Suriname. perfect. <laughs> well, fuck that place then. Yeah, fuck Suriname and Brunei while we're at it. Fuck Brunei. Oh, yeah. Fuck Brunei. I will agree with, with you re- there. Yeah, with good reason, though. And they know what they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, my last one. Yeah. Would you rather spend the rest of your life having to wait in line and be the last person to board any plane that you ever get on or always have to sit in the middle seat? Oh, God, last. Last on the plane. But you have to stand in line throughout the entire boarding process. That's fine. I'd rather be set on fire than sit in the middle seat. So, <laughs> like, just douse me in gasoline and light me up. I'm, I'm going to stand in line. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. Oh, oh which? Oh, I just thought of one. Well, I could do this you, all you day. Because I cannot think of mine, and I'll have to use it next week. Okay. Well, would you rather be on a plane next to a crying baby the whole time, mm-hmm. or someone with their dirty, smelly ass feet? in between the seat next to you. Oh, oh. That's tough. Um, dirty feet or, you know, what? I'm going to go with crying baby because they have redeeming features. They can be cute. Yeah. 
I'd totally be one of those people on a plane that would be like, give me a shot. <laughs> Let me try to soothe <laughs> yeah, this baby. I try calming them down. Although, yeah. I don't know, if you've had a couple of margaritas, they might be like, stay away from my child. I've had that happen to me before. <laughs> oh, no, you're that person. No. I love kids. I've been drunk somewhere where there's been a cute kid, and I've been like, let me play oh, with you. And the parents no. are like, Charlie, get over here. <laughs> Stay away from that woman. I remembered mine, by the way. It wasn't funny. Uh, It was actually kind of sad. And I I asked my fiance last night and she hated it. And you built it up this much too. I know. Well, it's it's a tough one though, I feel like, if you like travel. So it is. Would you rather you can go and live in whatever country in the world you want, but you cannot go back home to visit your family and they can't come visit you? Or would you rather live at home but you can never travel? So you get your family or travel, basically. Oh, fuck. Hell. <laughs> uh, 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 that's, that's, I refuse to answer this. <laughs> my family's going to listen to this. <laughs> well, mine might as well if they can figure out how podcasts work. You mean um, you mean travel is like, I can't even leave my town? No, you're, you're like confined to your town. There's a wall around it, like in the village. Can I Skype my family? You can Skype them, but you can never see them in person again. All right. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I think I would be so emotionally destroyed. Like, and this is like making this decision now after having traveled and knowing what it's like, right? So like, yeah, I would be. You'd be like, I love my village. Yeah, exactly. But no, now like I would be so, and I think my mom would understand. She wouldn't want me to be miserable at home. Like I wouldn't be fun to be around. We'd fight fight all the time, probably. Um, I'd be fine. With having a Skype relationship with my family uh, and see, I, being I, able uh, to live wherever I want. I find it tough, but I am getting to the stage that I want to settle down a little bit. Plus, I have my fiancé who I, I don't consider – like, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking I can travel with my partner. If she's if I can't travel with my wife-to-be, then I'm staying home. Mm-hmm. But if she's with me, I can sort of probably handle being away from family a bit better. Yeah. I mean, she's my mom and I only see I each that. other once or twice a year anyways and most of our relationship is on skype now so i can yeah, do it. that's kind of where i'm at as well um it'd be really hard with my sister though because she's still so little and so not being around is like it's hard for me already as it is and then to like know i'd never be able to like uh-huh. that would be yeah. really hard but for me it would be christmas is the big one for me my, my brothers and i go nuts for christmas so if i couldn't be home for Christmas actually it would be it would be tough like, yeah I, missing one every now and then is okay but missing the rest of them would, yeah would be tough I have a really hard time with Christmas too but if you just set me up on the count kitchen counter on Skype and I will sit there and partake in everything <laughs> and <laughs> have such a, that's such a downer topic for us to end on like I feel like it was better when it was the smelly feet and the baby <laughs> did you just oh yeah we decided on baby yeah, everyone's just going to go home and, like, hug their parents now. They'll get off this podcast, but I just love you, Dad. And they'll be like, why? This podcast is great. Uh-huh. Uh, um, well, you know, it is a hard question, though. I like, I mean, I hate it, but I like it because <laughs> it makes you really think. Um, but this was a long podcast, but we had it's so been, much. It's been a labor of love. If you're still with us, uh, I, I want to say there's a surprise at the end, but there's not. No. The surprise is... Um, it's the friends we made along the way. That's the surprise. Sure. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, we'll wrap this up super quick. Tell your friends. Share us on your Facebook, your Instagram. Um, send your us... Your airdrop. 
Yeah, airdrop people. I honestly, please airdrop. People, if you do this, please screen grab it and send it to us and show us that you've done this. We need to make this a thing, like gorilla podcast sharing. I love this idea. I'm a fucking genius. Um, (laughs) I want to start doing this myself. I just need to remember, guys, you got to change your name of your device. So, and make sure you don't have a picture. Because I right now have a picture and it has my name. People are going to know who it is. You got to put some weird name and some weird picture and just start airdropping it to people <laughs> um, or else you get caught. But uh, send us mess- send us questions. Uh, ask us any questions and advice you want to know at Instagram. It comes with baggage pod or Facebook. It comes with baggage pod and Twitter at CWB podcast. That's the one. And Chris, how are you doing with the Twitter? By the way, have you been writing uh, stuff? <laughs> no, I've been terrible. I've been, I, I have just finished a two week road trip. So now that I'm settled, that's true. You can expect far better twitter output from me oh, we didn't even get to talk about that we'll talk about that next week guys you can hear all yeah, about my bachelor party. yeah next week yeah we'll hear all about chris's bachelor party and traveling with his brothers in vegas yeah vegas baby cool all right guys have a great week and we'll see you next tuesday yeah see you next time <laughs> oh god